Hello and welcome to the Daily Reprieve, where we provide essays, speaker meetings, workshops, and conferences in podcast format. We are an ad-free podcast. If you enjoy listening, please help us be self-supporting by going to donate.thedailyreprieve.com and drop a dollar or two into the virtual basket. Please consider donating monthly by clicking the Donate Monthly button. However, one-time donations are always welcome. Just click the Donate Now button. Now, without further ado, this episode of The Daily Reprieve. Welcome to this session on the benefits of prayer and meditation. My name is Brian. I'm a grateful recovering sexaholic. Uh, I, Malkin, and Steve, who is not here, will be facilitating the session. Uh, Each of us will share our recovery on this topic. Uh, Then we will take time to answer questions. Uh, Questions will be taken from the Ask It basket. We don't have a basket, but uh, if you'll participate, I believe there should be some... We may not have them. Oh, yeah. uh, No, no, we we don't have them, but if you'll raise your hand, we'll pick... We'll. we'll um, but we'd like you to read them on an index card so we can, if we have those index cards, we'll read them up here. Um, in the spirit of the fifth tradition to carry this message, uh, this is a recorded session. The recording equipment will not be turned off during the session. We ask that you please silence all cell phones. Uh, also live streaming, this meeting is being live streamed audio only uh, over the World Wide Web. If you do not wish to participate in the live stream, you are welcome to remain silent. If you choose to share, we ask that you sit in the designated chair in front of the microphone. Please do not touch the microphone or any of the audio equipment. To all of you who are here, we thank you for helping us carry the message. To those who would otherwise never enjoy a convention experience. So let's open with the serenity prayer. God, grant us the serenity to accept the things we cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. The essay purpose. Sexaholics Anonymous is a fellowship of men and women who share their experience, strength, and hope with each other that they may solve their common problem and help others to recover. The only requirement for membership is a desire to stop lusting and become sexually sober. There are no dues or fees for SA membership. We are self-supporting through our own contributions. SA is not allied with any sect, denomination, uh, Politics organization, oops, sorry, politics organization or institution does not wish to engage in any controversy, neither endorses or opposes any causes. Our primary purpose is to stay sexually sober and help others to achieve sexual sobriety. So again, my name is Brian. I'm a grateful recovering sexaholic. Um, you know, this whole idea of prayer and meditation, um, the prayer part for me is pretty simple and straightforward. There are prayers that are suggested in the book. If you read the book in the Step Into Action book, it's pretty straightforward. It suggests that we start praying to our higher power that we have done some work to create in steps two and three, uh, a power greater than ourselves, uh, you know, a God of our understanding. And uh, the meditation part, on the other hand, seems to be the the part that um, I had to really do a lot of work on, and it scares a lot of people because uh, 
if you're like me, um, I was taught to be a human doing, not a human being. So I always have to be doing something. And meditation suggests that you stop doing something and sit silently and listen. Like that. And there are a number of people who came to me, uh, who come up to me and, uh, you know, often question, you know, what does that mean, meditation? What is, it means slow the F down. That's what it means. Slow down. And for a lot of people, slowing down is very difficult. But out there in the real world, the remedy for every problem is more, bigger, better, faster. Meditation suggests slower, don't do anything, sit there. And for so many people, this is a foreign concept, but it's the last horizon that I think our culture, Western culture, is about to, and most of the world's culture is about to experience. In the 18-wheeler, uh, or the, the Overcoming Lust chapter, which uh, I take a lot of my sponsees through, and, and I've been taken through, the f- one of the first suggestions is to get rid of all the printed material and uh, music and film and TV and radio and all the stuff that we ingest that may be lust-filled. And uh, what it's asking me to do is separate myself from the modern culture of getting up in the morning and watching the news every day. So I know what's going on. So I'm informed, so I can have an opinion. So when someone says, how's it going? My response can be, well, that stupid president. (laughs) Or that team lost, or blah, 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 blah. Or I can't believe they're doing this on Wall Street, or blah, 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 you know. That team won, won, actually, last (laughs) night. (laughs) That's true. Uh, (laughs) My point is, is that by having quiet time in the morning and sitting quietly, my physical body gets a chance to relax. The brain loves oxygen. The more oxygen I give my brain, the better my brain performs. If meditation is based on breathing, breathing is how I get the oxygen. So it's very simple. I'm getting oxygen. And as I slow down, my system tends to be less triggered by everything that's going on around me. How do I know this? Well, I've gone on some silent retreats. I've spent five days at a silent retreat. I've gone to, I go three days a a week, I go to organized meditation meetings. Uh, uh, The other gentleman, Malcolm up here, he and I uh, go to the same meditation group uh, on Fridays. Uh, I cannot tell you how much it's revolutionized my recovery. Not my sobriety, my recovery. There's a huge difference. Um, The other thing I'll add in the literature, it says no human power could relieve me of my sexaholism, my alcoholism, my ism. (coughs) So I had to do an inventory of what are human powers. 
my sponsor, my job, my car, all that stuff is materialism. It's human power. So what's the one thing that's left is my breath. I get my breath in the morning. That's God's, that's my higher power's gift to me. I wake up in the morning, I get breath. So it occurred to me that the more time I spend in silence and chasing silence, the easier it is for me to hear and be present for what my higher power has to give me. I sit in recovery meetings, and when there's silence, there's a gentleman who has 58 years of sobriety in the Alcoholics Anonymous, and he, if there is a bit of silence, he'll say, I'm uncomfortable, someone needs to speak. What's the discomfort? <laughs> it's fascinating to me that he gets agitated by that, and a lot of people look up to this guy because he has really good recovery. But I will also sit in other meetings where there will be a period of silence. And before, I used to not know, what do we do? Nobody's talking. Who cares? <laughs> Let the silence happen. There's nothing wrong with silence. And I'll end with this. There was a gentleman, I, I spoke at an earlier panel and there was a gentleman who came up to me and he said, could you sum up everything that you said in one sentence? And I said, I can't remember what I said. So let's start talking. So I started asking him some questions. And he was very rushed. And I, and I, I recognized that rushness, that anxiety, that, that uncomfortability. And I told him, I said, I think I can, I think I can sum it up. Slow the F down. And he said, but I can't. I said, you don't want to. <laughs> There's a difference between not being able to and not willing to try. And I'll offer to you this, that if you try to sit for a minute and practice breathing and then turn it into two minutes and then turn it into three minutes and then turn it into five minutes, what I found was it's almost like when you look at a computer and a computer goes into safe mode and the screensaver comes on and the machine is still running and it's just kind of humming at a It's on, but it's not active and doing anything. That's the same experience, the physical and the emotional and the psychological experience that I have when I'm sitting and being quiet. Um, and it's really, really revolutionized my recovery. So I'm looking forward to the next silent retreat I go on. I find them fascinating. It's uh, amazing to be silent. Uh, the only other thing I'll add, and I'll turn it over to Malcolm in a second, uh, Malcolm in a second, uh, is I also tried some walking meditation. And walking meditation is, again, slowing down. I started to notice when I was walking really fast. And I realized that I was walking fast because I was scared and anxious and full of fear. And when I slowed my walking down, I became aware of how anxious I was. And I was able to stop it <laughs> and kind of calm down. And the, other, the last thing I'll add is 
you can't uh, talk about meditation. You have to do it. There's nothing to process. <laughs> There's nothing to talk about. You just sit silently. Thank you. Thanks, Brian. I totally echo all that, and I love the moments of silence. A Malkin recovering from the bondage of self. Everybody. Um, I really didn't know what self was, um, but it came to be my favorite line in the program. Self to me is my thoughts, feelings, attitudes, images in the brain, in the head. Everything that goes on here and that I feel. And with that definition, I am powerless. I am powerless over that. I cannot change any of that uh, on my my own power. But that's where the prayer and meditation comes in for me. Um, it's, It's funny how when I let go of wanting to change... Uh, what's going on, this stream of thoughts and feelings, what's going on in my head, uh, it tends to settle down. Or it doesn't matter what it does, because I'm not so identified with it. The uh, 12 and 12 says, um, Prayer is the raising of the heart and mind to God. And in this sense, it includes meditation. And then it talks about, you know, just saying a prayer over and over will often enable us to clear a channel choked up with anger, fear, frustration, or misunderstanding and permit us to return to the surest help of all, our search for God's will, not our own, in the moment of stress. Um, I start uh, my day, I usually pray um, one of the prayers, or I pray the uh, daily disciplines in the big book, 86 through 88, and then I go into a a quiet meditation. Um, But just starting out, I I do recommend uh, guided meditations. uh, you can find them on YouTube, you know, 11th step prayer meditation or whatever. So when I started meditation, like Brian was saying, just being still, silent, for even a moment. made me uncomfortable. And then, I don't know how it works, but it does, I started to look forward to that rest. Because it is rest. 
meditation is really not something we do. It's something we are. When we let go of trying to control everything, trying to control everything in our outside world and our inside world. And just let it be what it is. It's uh, To me, it's like radical acceptance. Even uncomfortableness. Fear, lust, anger, whatever it is. It's got a place, and it's fine with me to be there. But that wasn't always the case. So when I meditate, I go from being contracted, like this is me. I'm, it's tight. I'm like in this tight bubble. So when something, a feeling comes up, anger, lust, fear, um, it's all-consuming. It's all-consuming. I'm so identified with it. I see nothing but it. But as we meditate, our what we are, the awareness that we are, gives us space. We can breathe easier. Our whole experience of life changes. Even the moments of stress changes. It doesn't change the stress. It doesn't change the stuff that comes up because it still comes up. But it's more okay. It's just, it's right-sized. It comes up, but... I'm like all around. I'm like the space in the room. I've also heard it put um, that we are uh, not the fish in a fishbowl. We're the water. The fish are the thoughts and the feelings and the images. Just to be the water. And the water doesn't care what the fish are doing. It's unaffected by the fish. Another analogy, because I love them so much, is, uh, and none of them are mine. Nothing I'm saying is mine. <laughs> and everything I'm saying, I need to hear. Um, the sky. We've all heard of the sky analogy with the clouds. It's like, be the sky, and the clouds are just what's going on in this stream of consciousness within me. Or be the space in the room. Anything can happen in this room, and the space is unperturbable. It's unirritated. It's unchanged. It's totally welcoming and allowing what is. It's acceptance. 
accepting the things we cannot change. And for me, I know my thoughts and feelings I cannot change. But as they are watched and allowed, they do tend to change. It really has helped my my whole recovery uh, in my life because uh, the things that happen don't. I'm not so reactive. I'm not so reactive. It's not so raw. The feelings, the stuff. It's easier being in my skin. I can breathe easier. The 12 and 12 has a lot to say about meditation. Um, But first, just a couple of my favorite prayers are just God help me. I got to keep it easy. God help me. God help me to see through your eyes. Thy will be done. Relieve me of the bondage of self. And then just the easiest thing is just repeating the word trust. I can't trust and be in fear or lust or anger at the same time. Or acceptance. And sometimes that's all the willingness I have is just to repeat a word. Early on, I was given a uh, prayer card, just a business card, blank business card, and they have little plastic sleeves, and I put my prayers on them, because sometimes all I can do is just pull something out and read it. I can't even remember that there's a prayer to pray. (laughs) I can't even remember what it is, but I can pull this out, and I keep it I either keep it in my wallet or just in my front pocket. And every time I pull my wallet out, I touch it, I move it, um, I look at it. And it's been very helpful just to have that. And somehow, I don't ask me how it works, but just touching, just touching it and holding it makes me feel better. There's some kind of vibration there that uh, it lightens me up. It, it is helpful. I've heard of people sleeping with the big book and stuff, but I guess it's something along those lines. So, do you want me to do the guided meditation Absolutely. now? Okay. Okay. So, we'll just do um, a little guided meditation. There won't be too much silence, so you don't have to leave. Um, or you might like it, you know, I don't know who I'm talking to, you know. But, um, and I'll just repeat some things that have helped me. That's really all I can do. The first part is just, like Brian was talking, just to relax, just to rest. Just to put the attention in the body instead of outside the body. Notice your head, the top of your head. And then just take a deep breath in. Hold it. 
for four counts, two, three, four, and let it out, just easy. And another, in, hold it. and out and then just one more at your own pace and with your attention on your head top of your head just relax your head or allow it to relax because we're not doing anything We're just allowing. And our body-mind will relax if it's given the attention to do so. Move your attention to your neck and your shoulders. And just allow whatever tension is there to rest. Moving on down your chest and the torso. Notice sitting on the seat you're sitting on. Notice the support of the seat. Continue on down your legs, calves, feet. Notice thoughts that come in your mind. And don't try to do anything. Just let them be there. Let it be okay for anything to happen in your mind or your body. And even relax your mind and relax thought. We don't really relax thought much. Thought may come up, I'm not doing this right. I don't want to be here. (laughs) This isn't working. This isn't for me. Whatever. It's all okay. You can even say to the thought, it's okay. Okay. Because one of the biggest things for me around meditation is to recognize I'm not my thoughts and my feelings. I'm that which is aware of my thoughts and feelings. 
I am that awareness. And just notice, is that awareness disturbed in any way? Is it irritated? No. The body and the mind may be irritated, but the awareness is not. So, with practice, we just learn to give more attention, more importance, more emphasis to the awareness in which the thoughts and feelings are appearing and disappearing. Thoughts and feelings, they come and go. So they obviously can't be essential to what we are. But what they come and go in is this spacious awareness. And when we give this awareness attention, it can turn into peace and serenity. We can go about our daily life and do everything we need to do and still be aware of this spacious awareness. It's unaffected by the drama of life and the stream of thoughts that flow through us. And I learned that I learned to like being still, being calm, resting the body mind. Just noticing silence. Peace. Spaciousness. Not trying to do or change anything. Letting it all be okay. Just the way it is. Right now.
We can pray before we go into silence or after we go into silence. If you notice now, we're in a prayerful state, a surrendered state, open, self-will has settled down, listening can occur. And we offer ourselves to Thee to build with us and do with us as Thou wilt. Relieve us of the bondage of self so we may better do Thou will. So let's just sit for one minute of silence. Notice how the mind may have kicked up some thoughts, may be resisting what is, and it's all okay. In fact, our thoughts never cause us suffering. It's only the resisting of our thoughts that cause us suffering. Welcoming, allowing, letting go, letting God. Gives us the relief that we so desperately want. So just notice how you feel and... uh, See if you want more of that. I mean, we're all good addicts here. We want more. (laughs) Just want more of the good stuff. So, okay, I'll uh, see if you want to say something else. We've got time. Yeah, just one more. Yeah, please. Thank you, Malcolm. That was awesome.
Um, if everyone is willing to stand up out of their seats for just a moment, if you don't want to, you don't have to, but if you're willing to stand up, Come forward or into the back of the room. Maybe half of you come up up front and half of you go in the back. And what I'd like you to do is pick a direction. Hopefully don't bump into anybody. And just take 10 steps, but go as slowly as you possibly can. Just 10 steps and see how that See what happens. So go ahead and try it. And as you're taking the steps, focus on your foot touching the floor. Instead of focusing on the breath, focus on your foot touching the floor. And when you're done, you can return to your seat. The beauty of this is you can do this anywhere, anytime. (laughs) When you're walking from your desk to the water cooler, when you're getting up from your table at the restaurant to go to the bathroom, when you're coming back from the bathroom to your table. And what I just wanted to add with Malcolm doing the guided meditation, I can do that when I'm sitting at a table talking to somebody. I can just slow down. And the beauty of this meditation is it's accessible anywhere, anytime, all the time. And there's no, I don't need to have a cushion. I don't need to go to a room. I don't, it doesn't need to be organized. I don't need a product from Apple to do it. I don't need, uh, not that Apple's bad. I'm just saying there's no, you have the freedom to do this whenever you need it. Just like the 18-wheeler in the Overcoming Lust chapter says, when we have a thought, a lustful thought, we pray, if if I see a woman that I'm attracted to and I start to find myself looking at her sexually and turning that into lust, I pray for her. Well, whenever I'm getting anxious, I can stop and... And that's the beauty of what the 18-wheeler and overcoming lust is trying to suggest, is to slow down and access this stuff at any time. 
So that's all I had to end. Um, I guess unless if Malkin has, yeah, we'll get some questions and if y'all have any comments or questions or want to talk about, want to report about what the experience was of walking really slowly, if it was painful, if it wasn't painful, just let us know. Okay, we've got some reporting from the interweb. Uh, this is Burned S. Hi all, thanks for the share of both. I also experience silence as important for my recovery. I find it in my prayer experience. I also tried for decades meditation and thought it's different to prayer until I learned that in prayer it's also important to listen. How and what God is speaking. Do you experience that also? Did you ask questions and wait for answers? Um, no, my experience is different. <laughs> I just sit silently. And the, the benefit of sitting silently and slowing down allows me to be more present with you so that when you talk, I experience you better. <laughs> and I'm able to slow down and experience more of what's happening around me. I'm, I'm really not... I, I'm not... I, I don't know. Like, things just come... Things happen. I mean, there's a flow of life. Things kind of come and go. I'll give you an example... Today I was I wanted to get a cup of coffee before this and I had a little bit of time and I was thinking ahead oh the hospitality room is a little bit farther away so I've got to walk faster. Well all of a sudden I started walking a little bit faster and then all of a sudden to the left I noticed there was coffee urns over here in the lobby. Now, if I had been in my old routine, I would have just kept going to the hospitality room and not paid attention to what was in front of me and looked at my phone and blah, 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 blah. It's, it seems kind of trivial, but it's not. I'm able to slow down and see what's going on in front of me way better. So that's my experience. I'll let Malcolm. I don't pray and listen for an audible uh, voice. There, there, there could be a, a thought that comes in, and that thought may be a higher thought, um, but I'm not saying like that's God speaking to me, um, but I am getting, if I have the intention and the prayer, um, I either get something, most of the time it's not right then, it's, it just comes to me. Usually if I'm driving or meditating or something that doesn't require a lot of attention, it just works out. But I'm not trying to look for a specific answer because there may not be a specific answer. It may just be me letting go of the question because the question's immaterial. Another question, what do you do with lust images or lust thoughts that come up when meditating or praying? Uh, the the same thing I do. I mean, the easiest thing for me is to 
just repeat a word, which is in meditation is like a mantra. Uh, I can I can do trust. Trust is my go-to, and I just do that because we can't think of two things at the same time, and that's uh, it's a beautiful principle because uh, you know if I'm if I'm thinking of trust, I can't lust in the same moment. You have something to add on that? Yeah. Yeah. In the problem, it says that we feel inadequate, unworthy, alone, and afraid. My insides don't match the outsides of others. And then if I continue reading the problem, it says I turn to lust to soothe and medicate those feelings. As I'm meditating and slowing my life down and practicing physical sobriety, when that lust thought comes to me, the next thought is, well, if I'm going to lust, I must be feeling inadequate, unworthy, alone, afraid. Which one of those feelings am I feeling? And I pick up the phone and I call someone and say, I'm feeling inadequate, unworthy, alone, or afraid. And I talk about those feelings. And when I share those feelings, I don't have to hide from them. (laughs) So I expose them, and I talk to people about them. And that's what the the gift of meditation, of slowing down, has helped me, has helped with that. Can you talk about any resources you use to help your practice or learn more about meditation? Yes, there are, in every city uh, out there, there should be... If you look on the internet, uh, look up meditation groups, you will find that there's a lot of meditation groups around. A lot of them uh, happen to be attached to some sort of dogma, which is Buddhism, possibly, because Buddhism act actively. Um, the one that we go to is called Centering Prayer, and it's held at a Catholic church, but we're, we're more focused on the silence, not the dogma. Um, so it will expose you to some different, you know, uh, isms like, uh, Buddhism or, <laughs> but, uh, I, I will offer to you that, that find that there are places that practice live meditation. Write it down. We don't need to mention specific apps and stuff on this. Do we? Yeah, no. Yeah, no, no. Yeah, if you want a specific uh, app or something, just see us after the meeting. Um, dealing with strong emotions for me is, uh, yeah, I, I just face them. When they come up, I'm going to be resisting it, and I just totally face it and and bring it as close to me as I can because when I do that, I let go of resisting it. So I'm just inside, I'm just doing this. I'm just opening opening inside and it feels intense but all the feeling wants to do all the emotion wants to do is be experienced once it's totally experienced and not resisted which is acceptance uh, then it will it will pass it may come back there may be layers of it and for me that's definitely been the case but totally go into it not trying to uh, get rid of it or do something all right, another question. I've had a challenge with what is it? meditation because I feel it's hard to find a quiet place and or fitting it into my day. 
Um, my best chance to meditate is early in the morning. Um, when I get past there, uh, the day comes in, and uh, it's uh, likely that I may not. So um, I do that sometimes. I mean, I get up as early as I can, and I, get, I, do, I do make my coffee first. Uh, some people go right into meditation, but you know that's my best time is in, in, is uh, when I've had a little coffee and I can sit there and and also I don't have to have it quiet. Um, I don't have to have it quiet. I just bring all that into my meditation, uh, or I put my earbuds in and do that. Guided meditations are the easiest. You could uh, YouTube search eleventh. Step prayer, morning meditation, or guided meditation. There's plenty there. It's so easy just to do that. Hit one of the uh, eleven step meditations, guided, and and go from there. It'll take you. You got anything on that? No, no. no. Um, Not familiar with that one. Is this uh, what is this two way two way meditation? Two way meditation. Is this something you are familiar with? If yes, can you talk about? I don't know two way. I I I know there are two ways to meditate, and one is focus on uh, awareness, uh, just allness, and then the other is to use a mantra, or they call it an object. Object could be a, a the breath. Uh, it could be a sound. It could be a word. You hear people say, "Breathe in God and breathe out me." Um, uh, that kind of stuff is helpful. It just it just uh, focuses your mind on uh, on something for a time, but then at that point, at some point, it's gonna you can drop the mantra and just be what you are, and in that way, there's no effort in making the mind do something. We don't want to make this a doing; it's just a a being. But we're so trained to do that we have to actually practice not doing. You got something on that? Uh, no, I don't. I don't I'm okay. Is there anything? Else? Anyone, anyone else have any other questions or that you'd like to write down? And the reason why we're asking you to write it down is because we're streaming on the internet and it needs to be read so that the inner world can, the internet world can hear what was, what's going on. That's the resources we did. Uh... Okay. No, I think we're. Yeah, let's see, where are we on time? What time? Yeah. We go to nine? We go to nine, yeah. yeah. Take us a couple minutes to close, but. Yeah. That's it. That's all we have, unless y'all have any other questions. Um, all right. If not. So. Anything you've heard at this meeting is strictly the opinion of the individual participant. The principles essay are found in our 12 steps and 12 traditions. Let's close with third step prayer. Should we make a circle? Yeah, we got time. All right, make a As you're walking to make a circle, walk slowly. <laughs> you can practice this in real time.
all the owners who came coming back. I would like to thank you for listening to this episode of The Daily Reprieve, the best source for experience, strength, and hope for SA members. Please subscribe to this podcast to be alerted of new episodes. Please show your support by donating to The Daily Reprieve by going to donate.thedailyreprieve.com and choosing either monthly donations or a one-time donation by clicking Donate Now. Thank you for listening, and stay tuned for the next episode of The Daily Reprieve. Thank you.